Hey everyone, what the heck is up and welcome to the podcast. Welcome back if you are a returning listener. You are currently tuned into Practical Alignment, a podcast where we talk about all things metaphysical, mindset, and manifestation. And I am your host, Katrina Macias. I'm an intuitive healer and I'm very grateful that you're tuned in right now. I'm very grateful to be with you and I'm excited for this week's episode. So we're going to do something a little different. For the first time, I opened up my Instagram for questions from the viewers. So we're going to have some different Q&A questions from all different topics and I'm also going to talk a little bit about how I have been staying motivated during this quarantine. First and foremost, I'd like to say that I hope you're all staying safe and well and holding up as best as you can. Um, For me personally, I've been finding this time like a whirlwind, not necessarily that I'm feeling chaotic. I think that um, my overwhelm from Um, The news and things like that has died down. I'm really finding a more centered peace in me. But the thing that I'm having to deal with most is um, just keeping my emotions steady because I either feel really motivated one day or I'll feel kind of just like doing absolutely nothing. And both are fine. But I think I was trying to, I've been trying to look for a healthier balance of the two. I have to admit that at the beginning of this quarantine, I was enjoying my free time a lot and I took it as an opportunity to rest up and just I don't know just take it really easy but after a while it got to a point where I was noticing that I felt really stagnant. There comes a time when staying still uh, feels more uncomfortable than growing does and I had reached that point. So if you listen to my podcast before I don't remember what episode it is but it's about um what to do when you feel unmotivated. And what I do for myself is I allow myself to be unmotivated. I allow myself to indulge in doing nothing and eventually I get so bored of it and so sick of it that I tell myself that I'm ready for the next level and I feel it in me. It doesn't come from a place of ego where I think that I should be somewhere else, but it just comes from my body and my mind telling me, okay, like we're done with this, like we're ready to up level. We're designed to grow and evolve and change, and at a certain point, your soul is going to tell you that it is ready for more. And so finally, I was struck with that sense of inspiration, and I told myself that I was ready for the next level. I think that beginning something new is, like, the hardest part, and it just takes... Uh, I don't know, discipline in order to find your groove. And so the first thing that I did in order to hop on this train of inspiration and get my motivation back was I wrote a list of my goals that I wanted completed before April 30. And I picked April 30 because that's the set date for how long this quarantine will last currently. I'm not sure if they'll extend it, but this is what I have so far. So for my list, I had six major objectives that I wanted to complete by April 30. And the first First thing on my list was obtaining my Qigong certification, my instructor certification. Uh, For those of you who don't know what Qigong is, it is a branch of traditional Chinese medicine. It's a mind, body, and spirit practice um, to cultivate health 
and it's proactive so it's like preventative towards diseases but it's also proactive to maintain like just longevity and health in general and I've been practicing qigong for years now and I've been teaching qigong for years now too to friends and family and I even taught at a retreat but I didn't actually have my certification um so my number one priority was to get that certification and in order to do that I did it um through an online program where I had to study videos and complete um, an exam and then write an essay and then do a video submission to perform the motions um, in order to be evaluated. And looking at all the lists of things I needed to do in order to get that certification at first was so intimidating to me. It just looked like so much work. I think I created an additional blockage in obtaining the certificate because of the feeling of unknowingness, I don't know if that's a word, but not knowing what I would do with myself after I had the certification. Like, is that going to give me more responsibility or what am I even going to do with it? What is a certification actually going to do to change my life? And so so that just fear of the unknown, I think, made me feel even more counterproductive to what I was trying to obtain and what I was trying to achieve. And so it took me a while to get the guts to just be able to push myself forward and do the work in order to reach my goals. So to make the work seem less intimidating, I just broke down how I was going to logically achieve my goals. So I wrote in my planner what I would do every day, just little steps every day to reach that goal. I would watch videos on Tuesday, and I would study the movements on Wednesday, and then I would record myself on Friday. Things like that, little logical steps that make sense to me. And every single day, I would keep that promise to myself um, that I would do the work and hold myself accountable to one promise a day. And just to fill you in on some wonderful news, the month is not over yet. It's currently April 19 and yesterday I received my certification. So I completed it before schedule. I am so proud of myself and now I am a certified Qigong instructor. Yes! So I was able to cross that off the list, but in total, my list that I wanted to accomplish before April 30 had six total objectives. And while I was making this list, I was being very mindful about not overwhelming myself because once I feel overwhelmed, I shut down. That is just how I've been running my life so far, and I've noticed this pattern in myself that sometimes things just get so intimidating to me that I just want to, instead of like facing them, I just rather shut down. I think obviously there's some shadow work and wounding that I need to work on, um, but that's just where I am at my life right now. I think a lot of it also has to do with my human design. Like I said, I'm a generator, and I have a whole episode on human design if you're curious to what that is but with generators in order for us to do fulfilling work we have to get that gut yes like it has to feel good for us every single time we make a decision and so if I feel like I'm forcing myself to do some work like it's just not going to happen for me like it does not feel good and I just shut down I am designed for slow and steady and I achieve mastery over time, not in high intense <laughs> movements. So that's what I figured out works for me and that's something I really have to pay attention to. And so I was very mindful about not overwhelming myself. Six goals by April 30th seems very doable for me and it felt good. 
So after the hurdle of creating that first beginning step and planning, the next hurdle that you're going to face is doing. And my motto for the last few weeks has been less planning, more doing. And it's something that I keep having to ingrain into my mind because I'm the type of person that thinks so much, but I don't spend that much time actually physically acting it out, sometimes in fear, sometimes in just laziness. And it's something that I am looking to work on. And so less planning, more doing, I have to remain consistent in order to keep that trust within myself going. Because sometimes when we have a list of things to do, and regardless of the fact that we have goals, sometimes we just like ignore it and we lose that trust that we've created within ourselves like you should be able to trust that you can carry on with these little promises and if you can't maintain those small promises your self-worth sometimes just goes all the way down and I've been in that position before you have to consider yourself as one of your best friends and if you had a close friend that consistently flaked on you and let you down on your promises and just didn't hold themselves accountable to the commitments that they told you they would, you would not really have good feelings about your friend. In fact, you'd probably be angry or just not even want to hang out with them anymore. So why is it that we um, allow ourselves to do the same thing towards ourselves? We shouldn't. And so the biggest part of all of this for me has been holding myself accountable to one promise a day. And in order to maintain those promises, I have to be gentle with myself and make sure that these promises are fun and doable. I don't like to stockpile my days with a lot of lists. Like my goals that I have planned, they don't require too much effort at least not at first, because when you're building something and you're working to something that feels a little bit uncomfortable, you want it to be fun. You don't want it to be something you resent or else you're gonna have so much resistance in order to carry through with it. It's like a lot of people and New Year's resolutions. Like we write our resolutions, we're excited at the beginning of the year and then that energy eventually fizzles out. For me, I've decided that I'd rather have a steady flow of fulfillment rather than these ginormous ups and downs. And so that's what I'm working on right now. And so far it's played out really well. It feels so good at night to cross something off my list. And I'm a Pisces. I think that has to be known because Pisces, like I'm just a dreamer. Like I just spend so much time in my head and do more of the planning and the dreaming instead of the actual work. And so if you're like an earth sign or something, this introduction to getting motivated is probably like, duh, like I work all the time. Well, sorry, like I'm just not like that. And so this method has really worked for me is just doing one thing a day. I mean, obviously at first it was one thing a day. Now I'm being like, I'm able to carry on more because I've built this consistency and I can grow on that. It's just like a matter of slowly adding more things onto the list instead of piling it all at once. Slow and steady, baby. And so so far this has done so much for my mental health because being able to trust myself and hold myself accountable, like it does wonders for your ego and it does wonders for just your sense of self because you should be able to rely on yourself. And on top of that, I've been getting my work done. And so it's a win-win situation for everyone. And so the last thing that I want to mention in getting motivated and remaining consistent is remember to reward yourself and remember to honor how far you've come. I want you to take a second and just think about how different your life was one year ago. 
Like it blows my mind to think of how much has changed and how much I've changed in myself. And there's been some good things and there's been some ugly things, but altogether it's brought us to where we are right now. And it's a wonder. It's really incredible to consider how we're alive and we're functioning and how we're carrying on and we're sticking it through life. And so just take small moments to celebrate yourself, whether it be because you got out of bed at eight in the morning and cooked yourself breakfast and watered your plants, or maybe you just finished a really huge project. We need to stop measuring our self-worth based on the size of our accomplishments because who's to say that feeding yourself breakfast and giving that that self-care and love to yourself isn't as big as the work that you've put in into your schoolwork or your career. Like we need to look at ourselves from this perspective of like, damn, life is crazy and we're still here. And so to just take those little moments and celebrate who we are and where we are is so important as well. Celebrating your victories helps keep it fun and fresh and it keeps you going. And so the first day that I wrote down my list of goals to accomplish by April 30, like you have no idea how excited I was for just doing that step. And I think I celebrated with like a Clamato Budweiser and I cracked it on my balcony and I just like congratulated myself like for taking that step, like good job sis. And so I hope you can just take a moment right now and just give yourself a pat on the back. Good job for being here. So with that, we're now going to move on to our questions from my viewers. So the first question that I got is, do you work out? And ooh, <laughs> I do work out. And this is something that heavily ties into the beginning of this podcast regarding motivation and how I get accustomed to maintaining my motivation. It's the same with my workouts. If I begin working out, Um, after a period of not working out for a while and I start by doing like high intensity exercises and I'm breathing heavy like I hate cardio like if I do that kind of stuff and I wake up the next day and I can't move I'm not the type of person to enjoy that like doing that and that feeling makes me not want to pick up ever again because it's just too much for me I don't feel gratification in that way Something that I have to work on is consistency and that's what works for me. And in order to do that, I have to make my routines and my exercise fun and doable and something that I want to do. And so what I like to do is I watch TV or movies while I exercise. And instead of doing like concentrated high intense workouts, what I'll do is I'll carry out my routine throughout the entire show that I'm watching or the entire movie so that I'm working out for like two hours, but I'm never like on the floor dying of breath or it's never too intense because I just carry it out through a longer period of time and I don't know if bodybuilders or trainers would tell you that that's a good way to work out but it's something that works for me because like I said I have to make it fun and because I've been sticking to this I have been the most consistent that I have ever been in my life with working out so I've been working out for around four and a half months now I think maybe five at this point and that might seem short to other people but I was always a type of person like New Year's resolutions like really excited and pumped about it at first and then I lost my motivation but now carrying out with this way I've really been able to build like a set schedule and discipline and it feels so freaking good for the first time I'm seeing like long lasting results and I love the way my body looks I love the way it feels and I just feel really great about myself and so applying that sense of motivation to my workout routine has proven in its own way that that's what works for me and to be completely candid with you all 
I was really struggling with my body image before I began working out. I was the heaviest that I had been in my life, and my body has always been like a really thin frame. I have a really fast metabolism, but I think that my age finally caught up to me in some ways, and my body started holding on to fat and weight in ways that I've never experienced before, and it was all really new for me, and I wasn't really happy about it. And so what worked for me in the past because of my high metabolism is that I would set a goal for myself and I would exercise and eat healthy and I would reach that goal within two weeks. But in this new case, my body was so different and it had changed so much that two weeks wasn't cutting it. And I <laughs> was kind of beating myself up a little bit because I wasn't seeing the changes that I wanted right away. And so that's where the consistency really stepped in and really helped me change my mindset. Um, another thing that I really had to pay attention to, I don't know if any vegetarians listen to this podcast, but I was so deeply deprived in protein. I thought that I was doing well, but it wasn't until I started counting my macros that I was like, holy cow, like I am really deprived in protein. And that's why I wasn't really maintaining the muscle that I wanted to as I was working out. So there's an app that I use. It's called My Fitness Pal, and it's free. And you can plug in all the food that you eat in a day and it tracks the calories and the macros that you consume for free and I think it's incredible. Um, some items you can even just scan the barcode and it automatically uploads the item of food that you put in so it's just really really handy and it's been a really great way for me to maintain just like a healthy diet and maintain my protein and you know just live in that lifestyle of working out and doing well for my body. Another thing that I really had to pay attention to was my emotional levels um, regarding my weight and my body image. When I was the heaviest that I was, I was not in the best mental state um, in terms of not just how I felt about how I looked, but in terms of like my career and how far I was going along and just kind of stressing about life in general. And because of that stress, my body was holding on to my weight much more than it would have in other circumstances. And so after doing lots of energy work and diving in deep, I found some connections to my weight and my body image um, uh, with a feelings of abandonment and also just having insecurities about life in general, and they all tied in together. Um, the mind, the body, the spirit, they're all connected, the emotions, everything works hand in hand. And so it's important to analyze a whole picture of what you're going through under these situations. And so it's not just about what you feed yourself and like what exercise you're doing, it's also about your mentality and your emotional states. And so I'm in a much more healthy emotional state now than I was then and I see how that's also contributed to my um, weight loss and just change in my overall composition in my body. I've seen so many weight loss manifestation coaches in the industry that focus so much more on the mindset and mentality of weight and exercise and lifestyle um, rather than the actual doing of things or how they work hand in hand and they, you have to combine the two in order to get the best results possible. And I totally see why that makes a lot of sense. I even worked on this topic specifically with one of my clients who has a very healthy lifestyle and she's even vegan, but she was having some difficulty in releasing extra weight in her body. And so we use parts work to try and understand where that 
was coming from. And so it really is super important to analyze the whole big picture and how everything ties together when working with fitness and weight and the body. And I, in myself, have seen how much that has played its own role in my own fitness journey. The next question we have asks how to feel elevated emotions more strongly so that manifestation will work. And that's a really good question because under the law of attraction, like attracts like. So when you feel high levels of emotion, when you're at a very high vibration, you're able to manifest more things in your life that are of high vibration. And so something that really works for me, I don't know if you've heard of something called feeling signatures, but that's what I use to describe memories of an emotion that I felt before that I associate something with. So for example, my feeling signature of going to the beach is going to be like blissfulness. It's going to be pure joy and excitement and just like content, feeling content. And so there's different feeling signatures for different things. But something that's really powerful for manifestation is using feeling signatures specifically towards what you want to manifest. So let's say in your life that you're interested in manifesting more money. Use the feeling signature of a time when you've manifested money in your life easily, flawlessly. Maybe you can think of a time on your birthday when you got a surprise um, card in the mail with 20 bucks in it and that felt really good. Think of the ease of that. Tap into that moment and that memory and allow your body to remember what it felt like to receive in that way. Use feeling signatures, um, let's say if you're trying to manifest a partner. Um, use a feeling of a time that you felt loved and really understood by people around you, whether this be your friends or family. Just dig deep into your mind of a time when you felt just as good as you want to feel and just as good as the situation in which you want to attract. I have a whole bank of feeling signatures stored in my memory. Um, specifically around money, I think that's the one that I have the most and I love using them. Just the other day I won some money on a scratch off and so I'm going to use that feeling signature of how good it felt when I revealed my prize and how excited and how fun it was, just how carefree and enjoyable it was to win that money and how easy it was and I'm going to use that to help me manifest more in the future. Um, something that is also really helpful is while you feel these feeling signatures, try charging your water with it. So pour yourself a glass of water and wrap your hands around it and begin to step in a space of gratitude. And as you do so, start programming and filling the energy of the water with your high vibrational feeling signatures and memories. And when you finally consume that water after maybe like five minutes of charging it, you're going to be replenishing the cells in your body and just replacing your body, which is so much, it's composed of so much water with these high vibrations. And so it's going to really ingrain itself, not only in like your emotions, but in your physical body as well, which is extremely powerful and something that I love to do because it's very helpful. My next question is so sweet and it asks, what are you grateful for today? I am grateful that I've had a beautiful morning. I've been able to spend a long time in my office, which is a space that I really, really love because my plants are here and I have huge windows. I'm grateful that the weather was nice and that the light was shining perfectly and I'm grateful that I was able to spend a long time reading um, the book that I'm reading right now which is The Secret Life of Bees which is such a beautiful freaking novel. If you've never read it, every single line is like poetry and it's making me so emotional reading it. It's something I read in high school but I'm rereading it and it's lovely. So I'm really grateful for just 
this morning and this time I've had um, just to relax and to ease into my day. Our next question asks me to expand further on the idea that plants have feelings. And I think that this is a wonderful question because I live under the ideology that a lot of things have consciousness that we don't usually give them credit for. For example, rocks and crystals, water, um, animals, plants. I think that we all have consciousness as well as humans and we're all one. We're all interconnected. But to further analyze why plants have feelings, in the 1980s they began doing some research around how plants communicate and scientists began analyzing why certain crops became rotten when being transported. And so in order to understand that, they developed an acoustic device to determine the levels of stress that a plant experiences. And it turns out that when a plant is under specific circumstances, like when they're being eaten or cut, they emit something called ethylene gas. And the more stressful the situation is, the more ethylene they produce. So they are able to communicate in that way, and that's just one of the methods that they do it. Uh, there's also been research done in India and China where they've exposed plants to music and they've experienced more accelerated growth when plants are in happier environments, even when there's more human interaction. For example, in India, they did barefoot dancing around these plants and the flowers bloomed two weeks ahead of schedule. I don't know if any of you have befriended a tree before and while it sounds crazy, there is so much energy in trees and I love spending my time with them. I have one in my backyard that I have a great liking to. And just sitting in its energy, just even if you just want to just feel its energy, it is so strong and there's so much wisdom that trees can teach you. There's actually different exercises that you can look up to cycle energy between you and a tree, sending your energy down to its roots and then upcycling it around you and toward the tree. And you can just build this relationship together. And I've come out of these exercises feeling so grounded and so fulfilled. So it's something that you might want to consider. It's amazing. With things like plants and crystals, you just have to open yourself up to this subtle energy and allow yourself to experience this communication because you really will um, receive it when you're, when you're open-minded enough to. And to take plant consciousness one step further, I just want to mention that there's some people out there who are so mindful of the fact that plants have feelings that they only eat fruit or parts of plants that have fallen off of the plant naturally, for example, like a ripe piece of fruit that has fallen to the ground because they don't want to do any harm in plucking the fruit from the plant or tree. Some levels of fruitarians do that and there's some people who are even called breathitarians who don't consume anything, they only survive through breath and sunlight. They live just like plants. Just look it up if you're interested in it. So there's different levels of understanding plant consciousness um, and consciousness in different things. Uh, I'm definitely not on that level, but it's good to know that I can speak to my tree outside and the plants that I have inside my office. 
All right, and my last question asks how to deal with uncertainty and stressful events. And for this, I'm just gonna explain what I do for myself that works best for me. And what it is, is I pray. And if you have resistance towards praying, maybe it's just the word praying, but maybe um, you could just say that you communicate with your angels and God and your team. And if you have resistance towards God, then maybe use the universe or um, spirit or source. But what I like to do is I pray to God, I pray to my angels, my team of spirit guides, I pray to my ancestors, just for guidance and comfort. And usually as soon as I ask for support, I feel it in my body, I feel their presence, and I feel like I'm not alone. And I think one of the biggest things that we have to deal with in insecurity is this feeling of isolation and not feeling like we're supported. And so asking for that support and receiving it is just an automatic, it's a very quick sense of relief for me. The feeling of uncertainty and stress also deals a lot with the root chakra. So maybe you could do some guided meditations or just meditations in general to work with a root to help you feel that strong sense of security. I really suggest trying whatever practice feels best for you to ground yourself. Really take that time out of your day to put yourself first and tend to your needs because you are so important. How we handle stressful situations now usually reflects a lot about how we handled them in childhood or how our caregivers responded to our emotions in stressful times as well. So it's really important to be mindful of that and maybe you'll be able to make some connections. But besides grounding and just being gentle with yourself, also pay attention to your empathy levels and be sure to uh, protect your energy and just keep your emotional hygiene safe by making sure that you're not uh, meshing in other people's emotions and that just try to keep your emotional space and energetic space to yourself by doing the work to just clear your space from any energy that does not belong to you so you don't feel bombarded and overwhelmed by the news or just reactions from family members or people around you that it, the reactions don't necessarily belong to you and the energy around it is not yours to deal with. So just be mindful of that. All right, everyone, that sums up this week's episode. I really enjoyed answering the Q&As. So if you have any questions, I'll probably open it up again in a later date. So just save them in your mind so that we can visit them again in the future. I hope that you have a practically aligned week and I wish you the best. See you next time. Bye.